2: Don't quit before the miracle happens! Hey, with the Defective Characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike.
0: I'm Dennis. And James here.
2: The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience about procrastination in this episode 177 of the Defective Characters Podcast. (laughs) Let's go. See how I procrastinated? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Good job. You could say woohoo now. Dennis is like <laughs> there must <be> a lag. <laughs> uh, how, how, how is it who came up with uh, the topic this week before we jump into the last 7 days? James did. James, were you inspired by something? Why don't you procrastinate on the answer and we'll get that in a minute?
0: Okay.
2: How is everything, James?
0: Uh going pretty good actually. I'm um I got some more training days uh this week. And I still haven't heard anything back. Uh kids are doing good. I downloaded the new Hogwarts Legacy to play one day. How is it?
2: I don't know, I'm not I don't have time to play it. What is it what is it what is it on? All the, the gaming systems? Yeah.
0: It's on all of them, including the Switch. So, Ooh, nice! But uh, I'm excited to play it. And um, other than that, I have been procrastinating a little bit, so I'll get into that later. Ooh,
2: <laughs> that's that's sweet. I guess Dennis, eat up eat up some time. How was everything?
1: Um, I'm super tired. I woke up at like four o'clock this morning. After like falling asleep around midnight or whatever, because I had a nightmare and it woke me up and then I was up. So that sucks. I'm ready to go back to sleep, though.
2: This is last uh, night. This happened.
1: Yeah. So I've been up since four o'clock this morning. Um, I just played Minecraft and watched some streaming, like watched people play Minecraft. So it's all right. I'll take a nap and I'll be okay. But it was just weird. I had a weird nightmare where I, a freaking alligator was trying to get in the door. And I was trying to keep the door shut so the alligator didn't get me and eat me. And it woke me up. But, wow. Other than that, uh, I discovered the wonderful world of Perry Mason.
2: Oh, yeah. He's, he's a good egg. Well, was that, the 50s? When was that?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, in the 30s, and the, like, I'm guessing the 30s all the way to the, like, 60s or something, the books were written. And then through the 50s, and then again in the 60s and 70s, they had a whole bunch of movies and television shows. But there's actually an HBO show that's a reboot that has like uh, Matthew rise or whatever, however you pronounce his name, the guy from the spy show Americans, he's plays Perry Mason. And it's actually produced by like executive produced by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife and their company. But like, I watched it just thinking like, okay, I have nothing else to watch. I'll put this on, maybe it's interesting. And it was actually really freaking good. Like surprisingly, like good and like so many good actors in it and stuff. She-hawks in it, which is always good. But, cool. Yeah, yeah. I started watching James's favorite show last night. My what? Maybe James's favorite show. What's it called? It, the Expanse.
0: Oh, I like that show. Yeah.
2: Where's that?
1: It's on Amazon. It's about
0: space.
2: Yeah. You guys remember how easy it was back in the day when you could just say, "Oh, ABC, NBC, CBS." Yeah. <laughs> and Fox. Well, I mean, this is, We're the this generation is. where Fox was the ended up the big four, and then cable TV. I had. Uh, did yeah. you? Did you guys have a TV in your room growing up?
1: No, uh, no,
2: sometimes if you were good.
0: Well, no, when I was early, no. And, but I think once I hurt hit a certain age, I, I got a TV in there.
2: I had, I had a hand-me-down TV when I think I was 13. It was one where you actually had to press the, uh, it had aluminum foil on the antennas and it was color but it was like really not great. And you had to press the buttons that had the channel changer things down, going down the right side. So you'd press the buttons and that's how you would get to the different channels. So it was like the next yeah. generation. Cause it used to just be, if you wanted it, you had to then scroll through every single channel on the little clicker, like the, it almost looked like a old school, like laundry machine, like clicker. It would be like, as you would click through, but you had to go through every channel. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh, that was great. It was, and I had a handheld TV that I got from Radio Shack when I think I was 15. Uh, I was oh, so tech that's super fancy. Yeah, that was good. I have to date myself. I think it was, like, 99. So, technology was even, like, well beyond that, but I thought it was cool. And it was black and white. I had a black and white one, and then I upgraded to a color one. But Radio Shack, I think, was, like, the only place you could get it, you know? So, they were the only ones that had it. I thought that was
1: pretty well, back cool. back then, that was before, like, Walmart and shit, right? Like, yeah, before, like, like the super, super stores, like the super stores are like Kmart and Sears in the mall and stuff. Yes,
2: because K- Kmart, I think, was before Walmart. And even though they yeah. shared the same last name, I think it's a different company, right?
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like uh, Quickie Mart, you know, where you can get your cookies is, is different. <laughs> oh, no. you know? It's completely different. Uh, Quickie Mart. Quickie Mart. Have your Slurpee and get one too. So, fart. Pretty, yeah. It's pretty, pretty fun. So, well, that's that's cool. It looks like there's a, and just because so, we're talking about shows, if you were into the show Twenty Four, I think there's a brand new one that uh, Key for Sutherland is in. That's on Paramount Plus coming up soon in March, called Rabbit Hole, and. Um, I know it sounds like somebody that got their head stuck in a rabbit hole, but I don't, I don't think it's Me, it
1: sounds like Alice in Wonderland or like a bad oh. trip or something.
2: It looks, it looks similar to 24 where he's like playing a action star who has to get out of but it's a series and it looks, looks pretty good. I imagine it would be 10 episodes since that's usually the go-to for a lot of those uh, new seasons nowadays, which has to just be so much easier on all the actors. You know, instead, like, it's only if your show is on CBS, NBC, ABC, like one of the major ones that they make you still do 20 something episodes, like the CSIs and the, uh, you know, those type of shows. So it has to be much easier, you know, but that's it. That's it. Yeah. Anything else, Dennis?
1: Did you ever see... Uh keither sutherland in designated survivor
2: no no i did not That was really good yeah i
1: feel like kind of like the same line but not really he becomes president so i think the only thing that
2: i legitimately have seen him in for more than maybe one episode of 24 was when he was in lost boys and there's nothing else so i i don't know if he's a good actor everybody else says he is so i just go with it but he
1: is he is I yeah. give him a thumbs up. Yeah.
2: I heard a rumor he's in the rooms. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, good luck to him if he is right. That's yeah. all we need. That's what they say. All you need is luck in the rooms. Um are, you, um, are you staying
0: on morning, morning or afternoon?
2: Oh, yeah. So the last last seven days, um, I found out that I it it took it honestly i don't think i even uh told you guys because i had worked through it before i reacted to you um but i found out that other people knew my future before i did and it got me really mad um that i'm going to be staying at the normal schedule that i was which is afternoons kind of um so I'm going to be staying in the position that I'm in until somebody comes back from maternity leave because she's actually today scheduled to have her baby. So for the next two months, um, my schedule's all screwed around, and I had already uh, found or was going to test and try out a, uh, a babysitter nanny that James, uh, I guess – found and i connected with and then i had to after setting everything up and honestly there was a lot of like stress and stuff that i was putting on really myself had to then go and say oh this is going to get pushed off for two months so um and it was uh it might not sound like a lot but my head's been like wrapped up in this last three months and it's tough to stay in the day and then when you think things are going to be a certain way You're like, okay, cool. And I already reached out to my ex-wife and filled her in. And I much rather would have not have had to done any of that if I knew that they knew that this plan was going to be. So my hours are now kind of funky in the middle of the day and not that it matters to the listeners, but, uh, we'll just be recording at different time. Um, you know, maybe a little bit earlier if we can, or, uh, I guess later if it works better for certain schedules, um, I I I do, do want to try to make it work around whatever you, you uh James and Dennis have as far as like going and uh you know doing it in person every once in a while even though I know we're coming into the the hot months and James isn't going to want to be, be outside. uh recording this might benefit yeah. you. I mean the the sound of the podcast honestly um it's the the, the pluses and minuses cuz you hear all of us Uh, here we're just a little bit more delayed so there's a little space more in between us talking Um, but there's usually some space where if james is talking and dennis is you know reacting to it you can't necessarily hear him and vice versa or or me so i think it all works out you know Um,
0: we can um we can take a set when we do it remotely before each of us respond, we can wait like two seconds.
2: What it does, it already puts in two seconds. So, even if you and I sound like we're talking over each other, it generates space. So, because it wants wants the audio, how it compresses everything, and this is really in the weeds. Um, It tries to make the best audio uh, to send out for the podcast. So, it, it tries to help us out. So when we say, hey, I'm Mike, I'm Dennis, I'm James, even if it sounds like it's that quickly, it will space it out and separate it by a second. Nice. <gasps> Very nice. Um, but yeah, so the, the last seven days were good. I went to um, Tampa quickly to the place that James and I are going to be seeing Blink-182 this summer, and that's going to be a fun journey, I'm sure. Um, the Amelie Arena. And I sat, James, in pretty much, I saw Carrie Underwood this past weekend for uh, Becky's birthday. And I sat in pretty much the same seat. So we're going to be sitting. We're going to have a heck of a view, my friend. <laughs> you mean a,
0: a view of the whole stadium?
2: Of the entire. That's going to be the cool thing. Yeah. I will say, if you're up front, you, yeah, you get to see the show. But you don't get to see when everybody puts their phones in the air or everybody's jumping around and dancing. You can't see that. So, yeah, like I take it as it's just a completely different experience. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. We were so high up, we were above all the lighting and scaffolding. So, that, that's funny. So, <laughs> I think Dennis reconnected through. Um, get but it. it was so, it was so funny to be where the like the jumbotron like the screen behind was to have the lighting fixtures actually blocking some of (laughs) some of the screen because we were so high up and there was a guy next to me and i thought of you dennis because a guy the guy next to me had anxiety and had a panic attack a little panic attack and had to go down wait in the lobby and then his wife came back up and sat with us and we talked to her, and she said he d- demanded that I come here to see the show because that's why we're here, because I'm a huge Carrie Underwood fan and wanted to see it. And my husband had a panic attack and explained some of it. And, like, obviously, I I know my experience is what you've shared with the podcast and with me, Dennis. And Becky, being a nurse, has seen different types of of that herself the last seven years doing that so it was just i mean there was it was really high up and there was a lot of people but i think it was more that we were really high up because the way that that arena was set up where your feet are are the people's head below you like it's that much of a gap where nobody's blocking your view because there is that much space and i think it was uh kind of too much for them you know to deal with so
1: could be A lot of times it's like overstimulation no matter what it is. So like concerts with lights and music and crowd and everything, it's, it's a lot. It could yeah. trigger a panic attack in anyone that suffers with anxiety.
2: And, and it's also like, you know, if you are in the program and you are in recovery, there's, uh, you know, I was, I don't think I shared it on here, but um, I shared it with you guys in the country music world which is my job there's a song one of the guys of the band lady antebellum uh has six months in recovery and wrote a song that is about goodbye to like alcohol and that alcohol took him as far as it possibly could and i heard him talking about it recently he's like he's like i've done a lot of work and you know i go to a lot of meetings and he didn't go into like you know, what happens at meetings, but he's like, you know, I need a purpose to be at a certain place, you know? So if you have anxiety and you're new in the program, you, I think, you know, walking in if you're going to be able to handle it or not. And I'm grateful that I'm past that aspect of, you know, I can't go to a concert. I can't do this. At first, I couldn't even watch football games. In reality, I couldn't even watch football games on TV because i would see all the beer ads and i would be like yeah that beer dripping uh you know with uh sweat from being so cold and everything else it would uh you know i don't like the word trigger but it would it would it would make me feel like i was less than like why can't i do this and uh you know i had a great time at the game there was a, at the game at the concert and they had uh a stand right outside of where I was seated, like the lobby area of the place that had Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So I got a, uh, a large Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee and I enjoyed the show. So that was, uh, that was really fun. So it was good. I went a little long on my last seven, but uh, you know, it was a interesting last seven days, some positive and, uh, and a little bit of negative that, turns into positive because then I can still connect with you guys um at least you know on a little bit more of a normal basis than it will be in the future. So, yay.
0: Oh, yay. I'm just excited that you wait, one question for you.
2: Yeah. Did
0: you get
2: a raise? Uh yes, I did. So here's here's the positive. I was promoted. Uh, a little bit, hopefully more as time comes, but because I won't be needing to get a babysitter or a nanny, um, right. And that raises in, I'll be able to save that. So That's that great. way, I will be, because uh, it pretty much like the the additional money. It's almost like my company's like here, pay for uh, childcare, you know, for your daughter, and start saving money now, so you'll be able to do that. Um, You know, and, and I, uh, I, yeah, I'm just glad that it's in God's timing, you know, instead of cursing and being like, why are my bosses doing this? If I didn't have a relationship with God, that's the only place my head would go, you know, but I have to say like, this, there's a main purpose here and I'm supposed to actually just stay in these hours for this time because there's a bigger reason. So, so it's cool. So all that's, all that's fun.
0: Yeah, well, it's right. you get a you got to take care of your daughter every morning too, which is a blessing. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, absolutely.
0: A little of some more time, maybe she, maybe it's for her in the large scheme of things, you know.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, I do think that's what it is. Cool. So how did you come up with procrastination, James? And and I did look. Where there's a running joke in our text group that every time there's a topic that gets thrown out, and we've mentioned it before on here. The dentist goes, ah, I think we've done that before. And whatever Dennis thinks that we did it, we usually have not. Right. Uh, did anyone
0: do any research?
2: Yes, I did. Yeah. We, in 176 previous episodes, we have never actually done procrastination as the topic. You know?
1: You, so. you should also add that like 90% of the topics that I throw out there, we have done already.
2: Right. <laughs> I think the percentage is actually higher. I probably
1: I was being generous to myself <laughs>
2: uh but how'd you come up with this James um well
0: I've historically been a pretty bad procrastinator and you know I thought that maybe you know as I get sober and get closer to God that would change but it, it really hasn't changed much maybe it's one of those last links in the chain that I I need to uh to break off and have all my chains cold. but um, for example like okay I've got an assessment next week for my for my <laughs> new uh, restaurant and it's safe to say that I probably haven't studied more than 20 minutes for <laughs> like I've just been getting like, like like practical every time I go there I learn stuff you know and, it's, and by seeing everything and lo- knowing everything but I have not Study for it, I keep telling myself i'm I'm gonna study I'm gonna study um hello are you guys there yep yep and um so that was the reason I thought of it, and then I thought of you know maybe coming up with solutions with you guys or better things I mean I you know like with procrastination, it's like in your head you know what you need to do, but then. You know, you're you're not for me, it's I'm not sleeping enough. So I, I start to study and then I was like, I need a nap because I, I know I'm just so burnt out. And then I thought of um, Dennis's Humans project. You know, I never finished that. And and I got so far. <laughs> I just stopped so close, so close. And it's just like this thing. And I don't know. Like and then I've got other people like two different restaurants asking me for new posters and i'm just like okay and so now it's like stacking all these things up and i'm just like oh i just want to get through this test and be okay again and um so i i, I don't work till four today so i plan when we're done here you know studying 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 but um i guess one of the things I could do is make to-do lists. I don't make to-do lists hardly ever and I think if I had that and I crossed it off um, I need to organize the garage um, you know just a lot of things. When I put my mind to it I can do it but uh, it's just it's definitely um, an issue for me these days Um, and I have a lot like nothing Set because I haven't studied you can pass this test and I'm not upset that I didn't finish mine and Dennis's project um, but I do feel a little guilty for not getting it done when someone else was counting on it so there's that and um, the only solution I have I think um, is maybe making the top 10 things that I definitely need to do. And um, like, okay, I, um, since I had two jobs, I started working less hours at one of them and I had to maintain a certain amount of hours to keep my health insurance. And there was this sign up like months ago, like, Oh, check your hours, check your hours. I never checked my hours and I was short and my, my insurance was canceled and that affected my wife too. And there was no reason for that. I was just like, "Ah, oh, I'm sure I'm fine. And, you know, because I did not procrastinate and it was right there, right on the wall, like you could just check this out. It would take two seconds. And um, so now I have to, because I procrastinate, I pick up the pieces and I end up working harder and less efficient than I would before. So there's a lot of downsides to procrastinating and um i want to talk about it to just to put myself out there and let you guys know you know my brothers you know if you suffer from this as well uh, what has worked for you in the past and that's the reason so i'm i'm just not perfect you guys i told you i'm not perfect oh we know shut your mouth <laughs> it's not <laughs> very nice i'm kidding
1: it's crappy dennis <laughs> I love him. All right. so what, what do you guys think what do you think dennis uh i mean procrastination it's like my best friend man <laughs> like uh I, i'm horrible at procrastination i don't know i think a lot of it does stem from being add you know that like it's it's hard to focus on things and it's always a work so when things feel like a chore or mentally feel like a chore, it's easy to like put it off till tomorrow and you put it off till tomorrow, you put it off and then eventually it never gets done. I mean, personally, I deal with it a lot with creative projects. That's where I notice it the most because like writing takes like a lot of focus, right? A lot of mental energy. And having ADD, it's, you know, it's not easy to write and focus enough on it, right? So, like, you know, it's easy to, like, find yourself just staring at a blank page or whatever and nothing coming or, like, thinking about, like, before I even start doing something, I'll think about, like, what I have to do. And then it gets like overwhelming or exhausting. So I just don't start it because I don't want to deal with that at the moment. Um, but as far as like what helps me, you know, I can it's, it's really I'm coming from the creative side of it. Right. And the projects that I have to work on, because that's where I experience it the most. So what helps me a lot is one, having other people that are expecting it you know, and like set a deadline, like if I set myself a deadline, like I want to have this done, like the script written in a month, you know, there's a good chance that that month will come and I'll just blow by because, you know, no one else is expecting it except myself. Um, But if someone else does it, like if I have a screenplay that someone's expecting that, I say I'm going to have done in a month. I might procrastinate it all the way up until two weeks, but then because it needs to get done and I don't want to like have to tell someone that I don't have it or whatever, I'll grind it out in that two weeks and it'll get done, but it's a grind and, um, you know, putting, putting it off for so long, like makes it, worse and harder for me mentally um but i do it anyways at least it gets done um i think uh one is break like one tool is you know making list like james mentioned but also uh break it down to smaller components right so like i get overwhelmed thinking of the whole idea at once, right? So, like, I'll, like for a screenplay, for instance, I'll break it down. It was like, okay, I need to do, just write down the basic idea, right? In one page, right? That's the whole story just in one page. And that's it. All you have to do is write, like, five paragraphs. And that's all you have to do. And that at least gets it going. And then I segment everything down to, like, the scenes, I decide what scenes I need to write, right? So then that's one step and then I'll go and do it and attack each scene one at a time, right? So it's it's like I no longer have, I frame it to where I no longer have to look at the whole project, right? All I have to do is look at one little piece and that little one piece is doable. And then you do that a bunch of times, put it together and eventually you have a screenplay that you can look at and like see what it is. but you can do that with anything. You know, you can make your list of the 10 things that you need to get done, but you don't have to look at the whole list at once. You just take one thing on that list and you focus on that and get that done. Um, and then you start checking it off. And then as you see things checked off, it feels better once you have it done. It looks like progress. And it motivates you to continue to do more progress. You know, that's another thing is it's that someone told me a long time ago that you have to prime the pump, right? You can't like sit around and wait for the inspiration or the motivation or the want to do something. As you prime the pump and then the water will flow, right? So you just start, You take that step, you like, if you're studying for something, you make your index cards or you pull out your index cards and you look at them, you know, and that's one step. And then as you like take, you know, those efforts towards something that you don't necessarily want to do, eventually you'll find yourself, oh shit, I'm doing it, you know? So you like prime the pump to get the water flowing kind of thing. And then another thing is like, embrace the grind, you know, like I hate grinding. I hate it. I mean, that's why they call it the grind where you like just buckle down and you get it done and you don't stop until it's done. And I hate that. But like to get any type of like big project done, you have to do that. You have to like turn off the TV, turn off the YouTube, turn off the phone, you know, and like sit down and be like, this is what I'm going to do now. And then you fight your ADD, you fight my focus, you, I'm talking about myself, you know, I fight my focus and I, and I do it. And I might find myself staring off into space for 30 minutes. But a part of the grind is, is like, once I come to, I don't put the pencil down and walk away. I'd be like, okay, nope, I'm back in this reality. So I got to keep going, you know, and you do that and you do that until it's done. And then eventually you're done and you're like tired and you're like, Ugh, I don't want to do this anymore, but it's done, you know? And then you feel good once it's done, you know? And, and to relate that to more real world, non-creative stuff is if I have to like run errands for my parents or something, I got to go to the gas station. I got to go to Publix or I got to go do something else or whatever. The whole trip will overwhelm me and give me anxiety. But if I tell myself, oh, I got all I got to do is drive 10 minutes to Publix. That's all I got to do. And then once I get to Publix, all I have to do is go in and pick up milk and come back out. That's all I have to do. And you break it down in those little segments and it's a lot easier. But, yeah, I don't know. That's all. That's what I got.
0: What do yeah, you got?
2: That's good. I think I think that's great, Dennis. It was a great, great share. Yeah. Um, Looking, looking at stuff, and this is, I do make lists, right? But I also, it's similar to a gratitude list, but not really. It's the stuff that I, if I didn't, if, if I procrastinated, I wouldn't have in my life something I'm proud of. Um, whether it is something uh, personal or not, there's a lot of things that I was able to put together um like i i wouldn't be where i am today in anything in my life if i procrastinated in recovery it's i wouldn't have you guys as friends i wouldn't have uh a the relationship with my daughter if i procrastinated on doing the steps and doing the work there are some people that early on in sobriety I'll be honest, I got a little frustrated because my sponsor only had so much time. He only had, uh, like, once a month he could meet for step work, right? So it would be, and when he did, he would have, like, an hour and a half. So we would have to cut through and read, like, a lot during that time. But then we would talk on the phone a couple times a week and go to multiple meetings together. So we would have that time. But there are people that were going through the steps and it took me 14 months to go all the way through. There's people that came in when I was six months sober and within two months afterwards, they made it all the way through. And I'm like, like, oh, why are you going through it so fast? And their sponsor, who I was friends with, their sponsor would say, well, this is going to save your life. So you procrastinated every single day getting sober from the day that you started your first drink. So now's the time to stop procrastinating. Like now's the time. So I look at that with everything in my life of, I can't procrastinate. You know, my, my daughter was going through some health stuff. It, it, it kind of did have to get brought to my attention by, you know, uh, my fiance, Becky, who was a nurse, like, Hey, you know, that there's something up. She should be talking more than this. And she's not, you know, It has to get looked at. And if it wasn't for her doing that, I know that it would have been me procrastinating. It wouldn't have been my daughter's mother because she was oblivious or in um, denial that it was even a thing. But I couldn't procrastinate on that. So I didn't. You know, if somebody tells me, hey, this needs to be done. I do whatever I can to get it done immediately. Because if that's on my mind, it's going to be a figurative mental block that prevents me from feeling good about it, you know? So I, I know I would never be able to – I would have a really difficult time working on a project like a film cause I would want everything. It would be, it would consume every single aspect of my day until I went to sleep. So like I look at, it it definitely does. (laughs) It would, it would have to. So I like, I look at people and if, if you don't watch the, you know, there's some producers like uh, a guy named Dick Wolf does a lot of the law and order and all of the Chicago series, Chicago PD, um, fire he produces all of those and how he does like many different projects at once just makes me know that uh he is wired differently than me to be able to do that so the people that multitask it's like that times a hundred and not even a creative field there's some people that have many different projects going on in a business world or uh in construction maybe they're a foreman for many different jobs it takes a certain type of person, but for me, procrastinating is, is just not an option. And I, I just go back to what I shared as far as what um, the guy in my fellowship, who is a sponsor, said that I procrastinated. I put off that there was a problem that I had with drinking for long enough, and now is the time to actually take it on. Uh, so I, I try my best, I try my best to do that. And, um, it's most frustrating when I think that I have checked it off and then someone says, Oh, there's actually, you know, more that you have to do with this. You know, um, I, I had to do that on, what was it? Monday. My daughter had a, a neuropsych evaluation and, that was to check learning disability, everything else. And they said, okay, we'll have the results in two weeks, but you should do another referral for a developmental therapist. And I, I just almost took my child and walked out of there because I thought that I had done enough different therapy appointments. She, at this point will have five evaluations. And I thought the fourth one was going to be the final one. And then they told me that they can't, you know, they can't do it. There's another one. And it's, it's a lot, but, uh, now I know that I have to look at it. Like I checked it off until two weeks and then I can, I have something else to do at that point, but it does, it just, it, uh, I don't think having procrastination, um, you can have that trait and know that you have to offend it off but just accepting that procrastination is is who you are i don't think is good in a life of recovery i know for me it can't it can't be it can't win i can have some procrastination of like knowing if it's healthy for me to do today if it's possible i can be honest with myself if i need a day but if then the next day i go oh, i need another day i think that's when you're stacking up multiple days of not succeeding at completing a project, even a little bit of the project. Um, I think you're that much closer to a drink or a drug. If you accept that procrastination wins, that's like accepting that the drink or a drug actually won, you know, that's, that's my take on it. I don't know if any of those tools, um, work. I think Dennis wins, uh, you know, best tools of the day on that, or at least he beat me out. That's for Don Share,
0: Dennis the Carpenter. It's yeah, it's not a,
2: it's not a competition. It's always a competition. Have you, James and I are the most competitive ever.
1: <laughs> I'm not very competitive.
2: <laughs> what? No. Uh Any any takeaways, James? Did that help at all?
0: Well, I like what you said. You like. You know, when you're living a recovered life, there's no excuse for procrastination. You you have important stuff, and you get it done. You know, there's no excuses now, and that, that really stuck with me. So I'll, I'll ask God to, for some help, and then I've got a, a wonderful wife who's very good at organizing, and I'm sure she could help me, too.
2: Yeah. yeah. She's sweet. So, so I, like i got a couple
1: of things to add yeah
2: you do what do you got dennis yeah
1: i i think the audience should be aware that we were we planned on recording this episode yesterday (laughs) but then we procrastinated it until today to record it which i thought was pretty ironic
2: i think it's uh, because uh, the plate's only so big and with with james training and trying to get everything in uh
1: I, I don't want excuses. It's funnier if we don't have an excuse. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> then <laughs> but ignore, uh, I, ignore what uh, I just said.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to touch on like you mentioned, like procrastinating the recovery, and me, I, I definitely like procrastinated my recovery. Like it was like I knew I needed to quit long before I ever did, right? And I just put it off, put it off. It's like, oh no, I'll quit tomorrow or I'll do something about it later and put it off for like years. And I suffered all those years, you know? And then like in recovery, you see a lot of people like procrastinate like the steps and the work that actually gets us closer to God and and like a little more functioning, normal. And, uh, and we suffer from that procrastination. Like it's more to me, it's more evident with recovery than like other Procrastinations
2: in life, you know. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. It's, it's a good little little nugget. Does that does that put a bow on on this week? Yeah, it does. All right. Well, thank you, James. Thanks for the topic. Next week, we'll be back sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode one seventy eight with effective characters. Entirely right to have all these character defects removed. Remember, it's better to be a amateur procrastinator cr- 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 than a procrastinator, right? <laughs> you, really, you guys really got to come up with these. There's a lot of my there's a lot of my shoulders here coming up with these slogans. Do you have a better one?
1: I thought that was pretty good.